focus. It is an important skill. Uh, it is an important skill to accomplishing the task that we have. Focus is the ability to direct our attention and our efforts towards a certain goal, towards a, a mission that we have. The church has been given a mission. We've been talking about this as we've been kind of studying Nehemiah uh, and remind us all again that our mission is different than Nehemiah. The work that we've been given as a church is, is different than Nehemiah, but we have a lot we can learn from this book. And so uh, we've been given a mission We talk about it a lot. We've referenced it many times. Jesus came near, this is reading from Matthew, and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always. To the end of the age. The Great Commission is the mission of the church. It's the work that the church has been given. And so in that, we see taking the good news of the gospel, taking the message of Jesus Christ out to the lost world. And then we also see teaching people to uh, observe everything that Christ has instructed. So the second part of that is a maturing of the disciples. That is the mission of the church. That's the mission of the church global. And it's also the mission of the local church. Making disciples and helping those disciples mature in their faith. And so that's what our focus needs to be on. Concerning the work that we've been given, we need a focus on that mission. So in our study that we've been talking about renewal and restoration in the book of Nehemiah, everything that we're considering for Dogwood Church for renewal and restoration needs to be tied to that mission, should be focused in on that mission that Christ has given the church. We must focus on being faithful to that through the power of the Holy Spirit. So turn with me to Nehemiah chapter 6. The sermon is titled, Focusing on Our Gospel Mission. Focusing on Our Gospel Mission. Nehemiah 6, 1 through 19. When Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that no gap was left in it, Though at the time I had not installed the doors and the city gates, Sanballat and Geshem sent me a message. Come, let's meet together in the villages of the Ono Valley. They were planning to harm me. So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing important work and cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same proposal, and, gave, and I gave them the same reply. Sanballat sent me this same message a fifth time by his aide, who had an open letter in his hand. In it was written, It is reported among the nations, 
And Geshem agrees that you and the Jews plan to rebel. This is the reason you're re- this is the reason you are building the wall. According to these reports, you are to become their king and have even set up the prophets in Jerusalem to proclaim on your behalf there is a king in Judah. These rumors will be heard by the king. So come, let's confer together. Then I replied to him, there is nothing to these rumors you are spreading. You are inventing them in your own mind. For they were all trying to intimidate us, saying they will drop their hands from the work and it will never be finished. But now, my God, strengthen my hands. I went to the house of Shemaiah, son of Deliah, son of Mehetabel, who was restricted to his house. He said, let's meet at the house of God inside the temple. Let's shut the temple doors because they're coming to kill you. They're coming to kill you tonight. But I said, should a man like me run away? How can someone like me enter the temple and live? I will not go. I realized that God had not sent him because of the prophecy he spoke against me. Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. He was hired so that I would be intimidated. Do as he suggested. Sin and get a bad reputation in order that they could discredit me. My God, remember Tobiah and Sanballat for what they have done. And also the prophetess Noadiah and the other prophets who wanted to intimidate me. The wall was completed in 52 days. And on the 25th day of the month of Elul, when all our enemies heard this, all the surrounding nations were intimidated and lost their confidence, for they realized the task had been accomplished by our God. During those days, the nobles of Judah sent many letters to Tobiah, and Tobiah's letters came to, to them, for many in Judah were bound to him by oath to him, since he was a son-in-law of Shechaniah, son of Arah, and his son, Jehoanan, had married the daughter of Meshalem, son of Berechiah. These nobles kept mentioning Tobiah's good deeds to me, and they reported my words to him. And Tobiah sent letters to intimidate me. Let's pray. Father, your word is good and faithful and true, and we thank you for it. Uh, we pray, Lord, that you will open our eyes, uh, that you will help give us focus on the work that you've given us. Uh, stir in us a desire to be faithful to it. Use us for your glory, God. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So this chapter, as we've just read through, you see, uh, is another chapter that deals with opposition to the work that God had given his people. However, we've already talked about this two other times, uh, and I don't want us to spend uh, another sermon thinking of this in terms of opposition to the work of God. We'll see that as we walk our way through it. But more importantly, is, uh, for us today, I think, is the focus that Nehemiah and the people of God had and the way that God used that to complete the work that he had for them. 
Nehemiah here has a focus on the work that God had given him. And I think that there is, uh, as we walk through that, we'll see the importance for us as we're considering the mission of the church and focusing in on that. So as we go through this, I w- what I want us to look at are four ways that focusing on our gospel mission helps us. Okay, we're going to see four different ways that if we would focus in on the mission that God has given us, the gospel mission that he has given the church, it's going to help us with four important things. The first is this, it helps us prioritize what is most important. Focusing in on the gospel mission helps us prioritize what is most important. First four verses of Nehemiah 6. When Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that no gap was left in it, though at the time I had not installed the doors in the city gates, Sanballat and Geshem sent me a message. Come, let us meet together in the villages of the Ono Valley. They were planning to harm me. So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing important work and cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same proposal and I gave them the same reply. Nehemiah, again the opposition comes trying to take him off of the work that God has given them. Their window to uh, stopping the work that the people of God were doing was closing. Right? They've been uh, opposing the people as they rebuilt the wall. We saw in chapter 4 how they rebuilt the wall, standing guard, defending one another, sword in one hand, tool in the other hand, and they continued the work even though opposition was coming. And now the wall is complete. The only thing missing are the gates, the the doors into the, the city. And so their opportunity to stop the work is really getting small. And so they're calling for Nehemiah. Come down. Just we, we need to meet. We need to talk about some things. If you would just come down to the villages of the Ono Valley, we want to talk with you about some things. They are trying to distract him from the work. And Nehemiah, of course, reads through this. Nehemiah knows they're planning to harm me. That's, that was the goal of this, was to get me to stop the work to leave the city and then they can harm me. Nehemiah's response to them shows his focus, his determination to prioritize what was most important. He says, the work I'm doing is important work, right? This is an important task that I've been given. So why should I stop doing the important task in order to come down and meet with you. He stayed focused on the task. And by staying focused on the task, that helped him prioritize. This is more important than that. And so I'm going to give my attention, I'm going to give my efforts, I'm going to give my energy to the most important 
thing over and over again, four different times. They make the request four different times. He gives them the same reply. This is too important of work for me and for God's people for us to be distracted with something else. And I think for us in the church, that's an important thing for us to hold on to, is, is prioritizing what's most important. We need to be focused in on the mission of God and prioritize what is most important and say, that is a distraction. This is not something that I need to give my time or my energy to. This is not something that the church should give their time and their energy to. We're going to stay focused on the important work, the gospel mission that Christ has given us. Paul speaks of the gospel in this way. 1 Corinthians 15. Mickey, did I start at verse 3? I did. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. Verses 3 and 4 are going to be up there. Now, I want to make clear for you, some of your translations may say, I want to remind you. I want to make clear for you, brothers and sisters, the gospel I preach to you, which you received, on which you have taken your stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold to the message I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I passed on to you as most important what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried and he was, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. According to Paul, the most important message in this world is the gospel. I'm passing on to you. I want to remind you. He's speaking to the church. I want to remind you what's most important, of most importance. The gospel. Jesus Christ dying for your sins, being buried and raised to life again on the third day, just as Scripture had said he would do. That was the most important thing for Paul. And that's the most important message for us. That's part of the mission we're given, is to take that message out to the lost world. And so we need to focus back in on the mission and the message of the gospel. That's what's most important, church. The message is what we need to give our priority to. We need to prioritize what's most important and say this is what we're focusing in on. There are lots of things that the church can do. Some of those things are even really good things in and of themselves. But are they the most important thing? Are they focused in on the gospel mission that we have been given? Everything that we do should be done asking the questions, does this help us advance the message of the gospel to the lost world? And does this help us mature as followers of Christ? And if not, even if it's something that could be good, we need to prioritize it and say, what's most important? 
And let that guide us. And so focusing on our gospel mission helps us prioritize that. It helps us prioritize what's most important. The second way that focusing in on our gospel mission helps us is this way. It helps us depend on God. It helps us depend on God. We've seen this from Nehemiah already, a dependence on the Lord, a recognition that if the work is going to be done, it has to be done through the Lord. And so focusing in on the gospel mission will help us depend on God. Verses 5 through 9, back in Nehemiah. Sanballat sent me this same message a fifth time by his aide, who had an open letter in his hand. In it was written, It is reported among the nations, and Geshem agrees, that you and the Jews plan to rebel. This is the reason you're building the wall. According to these reports, you are to become their king and have even set up the prophets in Jerusalem to proclaim on your behalf, there is a king in Judah. These rumors will be heard by the king. So come, let's confer together. Then I replied to him, there's nothing to these rumors that you are spreading. You are inventing them in your own mind. For they were all trying to intimidate us, saying, They'll drop their hands from the work, and it will never be finished. But now, my God, strengthen my hands. Nehemiah realizes if he's going to complete the task, he's going to need the Lord strengthening him to do the task. So the fifth request of come, meet with us in the Ono Valley, in the villages of the Ono Valley, comes with an open letter. There was wicked intent in the open letter. The open letter, of course, was not just meant for Nehemiah. It was to spread the rumor of what uh, they were trying to get other people to believe. We've heard that you're planning to rebel. We've heard that you're saying you're going to be the king now. So if you were trying to send a message to someone in this day and time that was intended just for them, it would be sealed just for them. The open letter was intended to spread the news to the communities around. And it's not true. These are lies that Sanballat is inventing in order to get Nehemiah to step down from the work and to come and meet with him. And so the opposition is getting more and more intense. And the goal is to discredit him in the nations around, the goal is to terrify him so that maybe he will stop the work and they can accomplish what they hope to do when he left the city. And so Nehemiah doesn't let that get him off track. He just addresses it directly. What you've said isn't true. These are lies. You have made this up for your own 
uh, benefit. There's nothing to them. And verse 9, I love verse 9. They were trying to intimidate us, saying they will drop their hands from the work. Right? So that's the goal of Sanballat, is they're going to be intimidated and they'll stop doing the work. If they get afraid enough that the message is spreading around that you're rebelling against the king and the king is not going to like it, maybe they'll stop doing the work. It's never going to be finished. And I love how verse 9 ends. They wanted us to drop our hands from the work. And so Nehemiah prays, but now... My God, strengthen my hands, right? The goal is that we will stop it. God, I need you to give me focus in on this task. I need you to give me strength for this task. I need you to work in me so that I can be focused on the mission that you have given me. It was a dependence on the Lord. He knew this is getting serious, And I want to remain faithful. And so God, strengthen my hands. God regularly in Scripture reminds His people, you don't have to be afraid. I'm with you. I'm going to strengthen you for the task that you have. Isaiah 41, verse 10, we see this. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. These are promises from the Lord. You don't have to be afraid. I'm going to strengthen you for the work that I've given you. And that's what Nehemiah is praying for. Lord, Strengthen my hands for this task. Give me focus and determination to complete the task that you have given me. And so, church, as we focus in on the gospel and the mission of the gospel to take the good news of Jesus Christ out, let's remember this is the Lord's work, right? We need the Lord to be a part of it. He has to be a part of it. We must depend on Him. We don't need to be about the work of things that don't require His assistance, His strength. Right? There's lots of things that we could do in our own power. And sometimes they draw a really big crowd. But we don't need to do things in our own power. We need to be dependent on the Lord for the work that He has given us. And we need to say, God, strengthen our hands for this task. Focus us in on the mission that you have for us and strengthen us for it. Don't let us get distracted by other things. Strengthen us for the work that you have. The third thing from Nehemiah is this. It helps us. So we're looking at four ways focusing on our gospel mission helps us. It helps us continue in obedience. It helps us continue in obedience. Obedience two ways we see here in Nehemiah. Obedience to the task that God has given him, right? Nehemiah had given, or God had given Nehemiah a job to do and the people of God a job to do. So they needed to be obedient to complete the task that he was giving them. 
But they also needed to be obedient to God and his commands of how they should live. And we see that here in verses 10 through 14. I went to the house of Shemaiah, son of Deliah, son of Mehetabel, who was restricted to his house. He said, let's meet at the house of God inside the temple. Let's shut the temple doors because they're coming to kill you. They're coming to kill you tonight. But I said, should a man like me run away? How can someone like me enter the temple and live I will not go. I realized that God had sent him because of the prophecy he had spoke against me. Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. He was hired so that I would be intimidated, do as he suggested, sin, and get a bad reputation in order that they could discredit me. My God, remember Tobiah and Sanballat for what they have done, and also the prophetess, Noadiah and the other prophets who wanted to intimidate me. So the next opposition is like more covert. Comes with a message that seems to be caring for Nehemiah. They're coming to kill you. And I've got a way that you can be saved. I've got a way to protect you. Let's go into the temple. We'll board up the doors. We'll lock things. We'll lock ourselves inside and you'll be safe. They won't be able to kill you tonight. That seems to be a message of care. He's looking out for Nehemiah, but Nehemiah sees through it. And the reason Nehemiah saw through it is because he knew the commands of God. And God's law instructed that only the priests were to go inside the temple. And Nehemiah knew this. He was not a priest. How could a man like me go into the temple and live? He was determined to stay focused on the work, and it led him to continuing to be obedient to the work that God had given to him and obedient to the law that God had instructed him. He was not going to cave in fear. Even if his life was on the line, he was able to read through it. He says, I, I, I knew that Sanballat and Tobiah had paid him to give this message to me. But even if his life really is on the line, he will not abandon the work that God had given him and he will not break the law that God had given his people. He said, I couldn't do that. And he knew this is an attempt to discredit me. So one, God may strike him dead. But two, even if not, now they have a reason to say, do you want to follow this guy as your leader? He's disobeying the laws of God. He's not someone God's going to judge y'all if, uh, if you continue to follow him. But Nehemiah stayed focused on the work that God gave him. And it helped him continue in obedience. Fear distracts us. Fear distracts us from work. Uh, and not only does it distract us from work, but it can cause us to bend. Bend in ways where we typically wouldn't 
in areas where we're supposed to stand firm, but with fear we may say, I just, maybe it's not worth it. Uh, maybe I don't need to, to continue to pursue this. And sometimes we can even rationalize it. Well, if something bad happens, I won't be able to continue my work for the Lord. So maybe it's okay if we bend a little bit here. But a focus on the mission that God has given us will help us continue in obedience. Obedience to the work and obedience to the Lord's commands. And so instead of caving to the pressures of a secular world, which there are many... Instead of caving to the pressures of the secular world that's saying that's not a message that is inclusive enough. We can stand firm and stay focused on the gospel mission. Instead of caving to the pressures of someone from the inside who's saying, but that's not what I want to do. We can stand firm and say, this is the mission that we have. This is the mission that the Lord has for the church. And we're going to stay focused on the gospel And the work of making disciples, we're going to be faithful to that. And we're not going to cave to any pressure. We must continue in obedience to the Lord and to the work that he has for us. But it's going to require focus on the gospel mission. Lastly, we see this. The fourth thing that focusing in on our gospel mission will help us do, it will help us... Glorify God. It will help us glorify God. So in Nehemiah six fifteen through 19, the wall was completed in 52 days. Just imagine that. 52 days. The wall was completed in 52 days. On the 25th day of the month of Elul, when all our enemies heard this, All the surrounding nations were intimidated and lost their confidence. For they realized this task had been accomplished by our God. During those days, the nobles of Judah sent many letters to Tobiah, and Tobiah's letters came to them. For many in Judah were bound by oath to him, since he was a son-in-law of Shechaniah, son of Arah, and his son Jehoanan, had married the daughter of Meshulam, son of Berechiah. These nobles kept mentioning Tobiah's good deeds to me, and they reported my words to him. And Tobiah sent letters to intimidate me. Intimidation, I don't know if you've noticed it, it's mentioned several times throughout this chapter, right? Uh, they were trying to intimidate us so that we would stop our hands from the work that God had given us. Uh, they were trying to intimidate us uh, over and over. He was trying to intimidate me. The prophets were trying to intimidate me over and over. And then, as they stayed focused on their mission, look at the miracle that happened. One, the work was completed. They weren't taken off task. They completed the work that God had for them. But even more so, verse 16, when all our enemies heard this, all the surrounding nations were intimidated. 
The goal was to intimidate the people of God so they wouldn't complete the work that God had for them. And as they remained faithful, the opposition of the ones who became intimidated. Why? Not because they said, oh, these people are really smart. Or, oh, these people are really strong. They were intimidated because they said they realized this work was accomplished by our God. They realized God is working in these people. The only God could have done something like this. To complete a wall around Jerusalem in 52 days? Only God. And so, God gets the glory when Nehemiah and the people of God stayed focused on the mission One, a miracle takes place because God works in that. And two, God gets the glory because of the miracle. When we stay focused on the mission of God and what he has given us, we'll be amazed at what the Lord accomplishes. And in all of it, the Lord will get the glory. And sometimes opposition continues on. Here we see that. Tobiah is well-connected with the people. Tobiah is still trying to intimidate Nehemiah. And yet Nehemiah stays focused on the work that the Lord has and the Lord gets the glory. God gets the glory because only God could do something like this. And that should be our desire is to glorify God. The Westminster Shorter Catechism was written in the 1600s in the 1640s. Uh, with the purpose of teaching children and teaching new converts the truths of the Christian faith. The very first question asks this, What is the chief end of man? Meaning, what's man's highest purpose? What is the chief end of man? And the answer is this, Man's chief end is to glorify God. And enjoy Him forever. That's our highest purpose. As individuals and as a church, glorify God. And enjoy God forever and ever and ever. That's our purpose. And focusing in on the gospel mission and staying committed to that, no matter what opposition we face, glorifies God Because it's no longer about, look what we were able to do as a church. Look what we have as a church. It's taking the message of, look who our God is. Look what our God has done. He sent His Son to die for you so that you could have a relationship with Him and live with Him forever. Glorifying God will be accomplished as we stay focused on our gospel mission and not get distracted by anything else. Let's live for His glory, church. And let's make everything in the ministry of Dogwood Church for that purpose, to glorify God. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus Christ died for our sins and He rose again on the third day. He did so to rescue sinners like you and like me. And with that rescue, He has given us a mission, church, to take the good news of the gospel to the lost. 
and to help people mature as followers of Jesus Christ. So let's focus back in on the gospel mission that he's given the church. It truly is the most important task. It is of most importance. And so as we pursue that, we continue to focus on the gospel mission. We can depend on God because salvation is a work of the Lord and only of the Lord. As we focus in on that mission, we continue to obey Him with the work that He's given us and obey the laws and commands that He's given us. And as we focus in on that mission, it helps us become a church that glorifies God, which is our highest purpose. Let's pray. God, You are good and faithful. And we thank You for the good news of the Gospel We thank you for the salvation that you have accomplished for us. God, help us with focus. There are many distracting things in this world for us as individuals and for us as a church. Help us with focus, Lord. Refocus us in and always refocus us in on the mission that you've given us. Use us for your glory, God. God, I do pray for anyone here who does not know Jesus, has not received the salvation that you have accomplished, has not believed in him, uh, that as they hear a message of a God who saves people and brings them into his family and uses them for his glory, that their hearts will be stirred and that they will want to know more about Jesus and what he has done. God, use us for your glory. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.